y'all. Welcome to Carmichael Radio. This is a podcast about Carolina women's basketball. Happy New Year to one and all out there. My name is Travis London. I am here with Terry Stacker. Hey, guys. And Andrew Curzera. Good to be here, guys. And we are awaiting Anthony Battle. He should hopefully be joining us shortly, but for the time being, we are going to go ahead and get rolling here. Starting with the victory on Sunday against the Clemson Tigers in Carmichael Auditorium. Uh, Kind of a choppy game, especially the second quarter when we could not hit water if we had fallen out of a boat. Uh, Lexi Donarski kind of saved our bacon in this one. Um, Put up 23 points, was really sniping behind the arc especially, and was a workhorse. Played 38 minutes. Um... And her usual pit bull defense was very, very, very good on both ends of the floor. Uh, Liz put up 21 points, 11 boards, two dimes, pair of steals. Uh, DK started out a little cold, um, came alive down the stretch, uh, put up 15 and 8, two boards. Um, And then P and Maria both, uh, not much, uh, six points for P, but... She did have four assists and three boards, and Maria five points, but did have nine rebounds, a couple blocks, a couple steals. Uh, off the bench, Indian Ivar, five points, two boards. Uh, box score says a block. I could swear she had at least three. Um, there's one for sure that I seem to recall that maybe just didn't get credited. Um, and then our bench bigs, Anya and Tiani, um, did not see a ton of minutes and did not do much in them. Anya, four points, four boards. Uh, Tiani, three points and one rebound in eight minutes. Um, you know, got the got the win, 82 to 76. But the second quarter, after, after having a pretty dominant first quarter, um, right up about two or three minutes left in the first quarter through to halftime, um, everything just went cold. Um, and really both ends of the floor, they stopped defending as well, um, stopped scoring and were lucky to get out with the win, given how hard they had to scrap down the stretch to make sure that we pulled out a dub in this one. Um, shooting, not, not terrible for us, especially, uh, given some of the the games we've seen this year, um. 43 from the floor, 33 from deep, 70, push at 71 from the stripe for the game. Um, And we're pretty even uh, with the Tigers in terms of rebounds, assists, and turnovers. Everything was about that even there. Um, So kind of uh, not the most promising start to ACC play, but we got the dub, and that's what matters going forward, at least for the time being. Uh, Terry, kick us off here. What, how'd you feel coming off of this one? Yeah, I think it was an okay game. I don't think we played our best. The shooting was better, so that was good to see. I think this game is a preview of what we're going to see all year um, in the ACC. I don't think there's going to be a lot of blowouts. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of close-scoring games, double-digit wins, double-digit losses. Um you on our last podcast when Andrew mentioned that we would probably see a lot of zone, my thoughts went to hopefully our shooters shooters show up 
specifically, you know, our three point shooters. Um, Lexi, you know, she was clutch. I think she had, yeah, she had six threes. Uh, Deja and Paulina, they hit a couple, but still struggled. Um, Paulina was only two for eight, Deja two for seven. So if they hit a few more, it would probably would have been a double digit win. But, you know, we got the win nonetheless. Um, Gat Dean didn't really have a high scoring game. She only had five points, but she only took three shots. Um, so that is something that I would like to see um, improve moving forward. I still think we're probably playing at our best when we play inside out, either through Gatting or through Usby. Um, Usby had a good game. She was eight for 10, 80% from the field, five for seven from the free throw line. So she, oh, and 11 boards, so a double-double. So she had a great game. So, um, you know, overall, I mean, solid performance. We did, you know, have, I think we had a double-digit lead. Not sure exactly how many um, we let them by, but I do know it was like double digits at one point, and then we let them back in the game and they took the lead. So that is something that I would like to see us clean up when we get out to fast starts, when we get these big leads, hold on to those leads, still play aggressive, still play under control, but not give up the lead. But overall, a, a good win in the ACC. Um, so a good start to our uh, ACC play. Absolutely. And yeah, the, uh, the zone, um, I thought they did a good job of that. And in general, since coach bang took the reins here, um, they have been a pretty good somewhere between competent and, and very, very good at zone busting. Um, when they do encounter that, uh, this was a little bit of a mixed bag this game in that regard, specifically, um, Andrew, I know you had been tweeting out when you were doing some of your film breakdown stuff that there were some instances uh, where you would have liked to see some different decision-making vis-a-vis attacking the zone. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. Like, generally, UNC is pretty good at attacking zone. Like, if we're going to give the offense this year credit for one thing, I think they get great shots against the zone almost every time. There are other times, though, and it's not... It doesn't happen super often, but it does happen often enough, at least for me, to get annoyed by it, um, is having an advantage and what I would consider um, hijacking a possession. Um, And what I think you're referencing uh, is when I was going over film last night, uh, I saw Tiani Key catch it at the high post. It was like, what most could consider at least a two-on-one, maybe even a three-on-one, um, and took a 17-foot pull-up in transition. Uh, I Stuff like that makes me lose my mind. Um, and it's, and it's, not, it's not even Tiani. Like, we've, we've had discussions, and Courtney has talked about, like, you know, she's really just like a second semester freshman in terms of her experience. But at the same time, it's also like, this can't be the first time you've ever seen a zone in your whole life. Like you, you've got to have some sort of a feel. Um, but like I said, it's not, it's not just Tiani. Like it's been a theme uh, against man and zone, like having advantages and either choosing or like not knowing when to cut or 
not knowing how early to get the ball out uh, off penetration. It's just stuff like that. It's more so that than I think any of the, what I think a lot of people think is like uh, a lot of over dribbling and Deja stalling out the offense. There are possessions like that. Don't get me wrong. I just think they're a lot less frequent than like um, the ball does move and we do get dribble penetration it's just we don't really know what to do after that at times um and those are opportunities at least that i see on film that are like i i think the offensive efficiency can skyrocket i mean you can overcome a lot of the shooting woes and all the other stuff if you learn how to play and attack out of advantages at a higher level than they have been doing. Now, they have gotten better over, at it over the last month, but, uh, I mean, it, it still creeps into the film at times, and it just, to me, it just blows my mind because I don't really know how it's happening. Yeah, right on. Uh, we, we appear to have an Anthony. Mr. Battle, how are you doing, sir? Hey, Tar Heel fans, how y'all doing today? Good, good, good. Uh, we were just talking about the Clemson game here, my man. Um and everybody's already kind of given their thoughts on it. So why don't you why don't you weigh in here, man? What did what did you see off off of that one, and and how'd you feel coming out of it? Um, so going into it, I knew it was going to be a pretty intense um, defensive battle. Um, Clemson is just one of those type of teams that remind me of a Syracuse or Miami base. You know, they might not get the top dogs from the portal or the um you know, when they were recruiting or whatnot, but um, they're, they're going to be very tough to beat. And so going into this game, I already kind of wasn't expecting too, too much, um, too much of a blowout, I should say. But um, when we first started, I felt like we, 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 we did well and, you know, the timeout was called or whatnot, and we just took our foot off the gas. I don't know if that was, you know, contributed to more of what Clemson started to do or just a lack of focus on our end. But um, ultimately, you know, I'm always happy about a dub. Um, we shot the ball, I think, pretty well. You know, we got to get Paulina continuously to keep going. And I don't know if they're overthinking the game because I saw that play, too, as well with Key. And I'm just like, oh, I think she overthought this. You know, I think they they they, they, they drilling this, be shot ready. But I think it's one of those things where you got to kind of find a balance. So other than that, I don't really have too, too much to say. You know, I don't expect too much. Um, like Terry said, too many blowouts in the ACC. Uh, it's a tough conference, the best conference out there. So, you know, it, it's not going to be too much blowing out. So I'll take this dub and hopefully take the next one Thursday. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, well, we were talking about ability to handle a zone. Uh, they're going to need to do a lot more of that on Thursday evening. As Anthony was just alluding to, we do have Syracuse coming in here. Um who have a long and proud tradition of running press and zone through the majority, if not exclusively, in many, many games. Um, and boy, the Orange are just on a heater this year. I think it's quite remarkable what Coach Jack has done since taking over that program, um, given the hole that she had to dig out of in terms of excavating them from the transfer exodus in the wake of everything, uh, all the horribleness that was going on with Coach Q and their previous regime. Um, but Felicia Leggett Jack has come home to her alma mater and really got that thing humming. Um, Q's is currently 
basically on a total heater right now. They've only lost one game this entire year, and that was a very, very close loss to Maryland on the road. Um, other than that, they are rolling, and they are now ranked number 25 in the country. Uh, Carolina fell out of the top 25, um, which I thought was odd given the fact that they've won some games recently and might, I guess, be more due to people voting based upon what other teams have done rather than demerits against the heels. Um, but yeah, Q's coming into Carmichael. Um, that will be 6 p.m. Thursday night. It will be on ACC Network Extra. That will be our last home game for a little bit here. And again, um, the Orange are really rolling right now. Just took out a highly ranked Notre Dame team in Syracuse on Sunday. Um, I caught the second half of that one, and they're this was not a fluke. They're really locked in. Obviously, everybody knows about Daish Fair and George Woolley at this point, but, man, Alyssa Latham has also been absolutely balling out for them. Uh, her and Fair were the two offensive engines in that win over Notre Dame. They got four kids averaging double-figure scoring, uh, Fair leading the way with close to 20 points a game, but very balanced attack, very well calibrated, very well coached, very good defensively. Uh, Andrew, let's start here. How much cues have you gotten here? And other than the obvious, uh, you know, press and zone stuff that they, that they have always run on defense, what are we, what are we looking at as far as points of emphasis and attack here? Um, well, uh, briefly touching on the zone, like it, it's going to be a lot more of the same. I mean, it's really good that you had Clemson that plays the majority of zone, uh, and, you know, you've gotten some zone reps uh, during the break. Uh, so a lot of the principles offensively will be the same. Uh, Syracuse runs it a little bit better than Clemson, uh, just because their cards are so long uh, and so active. Uh, offensively, I mean, they don't run anything super crazy. Um, I am curious to see if... UNC will go to a little bit more zone themselves. They will show it like at times this year, they will fall into a zone, but only for like a possession or two, like regardless of whether it gets stops or not, which I think is interesting. I don't know if that's right or wrong. It's just interesting to me. Um, as far as the age affair, keeping her out of the paint is uh priority. Number one, that was one thing that they had such a hard time with it with Clemson was, they would, especially on ball screens, they would jump to one side and try and cheat it so hard and they get rejected with no help, with like no one to come towards the rim. Uh, and Clemson's got some guards that can really drive it too. Uh, with Fair and Wooly, I mean, they've both really gotten a lot better from outside, I feel like as well this year. Um, and then probably the number one thing, like, paramount for all of this is taking care of the basketball uh their you know deja fair is a monster uh when it comes to the top of that zone and patrolling it uh so passes have to be intentional and they have to be on target um 
and you're going to have to deal with some ball pressure on the outside. Uh, so navigating that in a way that gets the ball out quick and where it doesn't stick is going to be super important. Um, and then it goes without saying against teams that play a zone, they are not the best defensive rebounding teams. Uh, so uh, I would expect uh, Usby and Gakdang to have a huge day on the boards, uh, especially on the offensive glass, given the way that they crash. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's only so many things that you can do against a zone. I mean, even against a really good one. Uh, but I don't think any of them are super complex. Um, but yeah, uh, just containing those two and Alyssa Latham, like you said as well, uh, another really good scorer who can do a lot of things offensively as well. So uh, they'll have their hands full defensively for sure. I thought Clemson was probably, I didn't think it was a terrible defensive game, but I do think it was the worst one that UNC has played so far this year which says a lot about how good the defense has been. Um, but yeah, definitely going to have to clean up like containing the ball just a little bit, just because uh, if you let Syracuse get to the rim and especially off live ball turnovers and transition, they'll, they'll end up killing you. So uh, those would be my points of emphasis. Yeah, for sure. Terry, you had talked um, when we were going over the Clemson game about wanting to see some more feeds inside. If you had a, a preference as far as number of shot attempts for Maria and Liss in this one, where, where roughly speaking, do you think those numbers need to be just in terms of possessions where the goal is to get them a look as opposed to playing through the guards? Because as has been pointed out, um, running through them is going to help mitigate and 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 neutralize some of the problems of dealing with the zone. So, where are you? What are you thinking about if you had to ballpark kind of a number for for how much inside attack do we need to see here? Um, I would like to see them around um ten attempts. I think anything less than that is unacceptable, especially when Gatding um, shoots at such a high percentage. Now, granted, with the zone, you do have to attack it a little bit different. So actually with the zone, I would like to see either Liz or Gatding like flash to that high post, get the ball and assess like where are my like open shooters at, you know, and pass it out to our three point, um, you know, shooters. That's what I would like to see, um, you know, bust the zone, maybe see if we can get them out of the zone if we start hitting those outside shots. And then, you know, if we start hitting, we get them out of the zone, then maybe go back to playing inside out. So I think every game, Gat Dean should not have, what, what did she have, three attempts? That's unacceptable. I mean, she shoots at such a high percentage. Why would you not want to play through her in the post? So, yeah, anything less than 10, I think is unacceptable. Um, but hey, when other people's, again, granted, obviously it's a team game. So any given night, I think anyone can can step up and score. Like we saw Liz had, what, 21. Um, Deja didn't really have that great of a, a shooting game. Um, so any given night, I think anyone can step up. But yeah, I would like to see Gatding, especially like around 10 attempts a game, if not more. For sure. 
And Anthony, you you had talked about you know we 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 need to continually keep getting P more involved here, um, keep getting her in the flow of the game, and especially you know if she's going to continue in this starting role, um, should we or could we see her as more of a primary initiator? In the offense, both as a scoring threat and maybe as someone who is, you know, she's she's had some some opportunities, which I thought she'd done pretty well with in terms of um, being the being the ball handler one and initiator, um, mostly running second unit. But if she's going to keep being in the starting lineup, um, both as a scorer and a distributor, do we need to see her taking more of an assertive role moving forward here, especially if we're trying to increase uh, some of our outside threat um, on nights when, like with Clemson, you know, DK didn't didn't super have it cooking? Yeah, I would normally say, but I'm not a fan, especially playing against a team like Syracuse. Maybe we can try it against, you know, a pit or something like that, but let's, let's not tweak the formula too, too much, I, in my opinion. Um, I'm one of those people, if it's broke, if, it, if it's not broke, not necessarily fixing it or whatnot, but I will say my biggest concerns is our post stand out of foul trouble. Um, Syracuse drives the ball like they they penetrate. I think every possession they're driving the ball. So my biggest concern is Liz or Gottdang or you know they they just getting into uh, foul trouble and we can't necessarily regroup from that. So I think that overall that's my biggest concern. Um, uh, on the defensive end, you know, we 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 really gotta hold our own one versus one because you know, when they get to driving downhill, it's 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 tough, especially the Asia Fair. She is. Oh, I, I'm gonna blame the freshman from Notre Dame getting her fired up because um it was a possession where I think the freshman might have stole the ball from her, and she you know they 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 competitors and she might have said some things to her. And it's like DeAsia Fair just turned this switch on and was like, oh, this is what you want? <laughs> Let's do it. So hopefully everybody don't piss her off because she went off the last time that happened. And, um, yeah, that's, that, that's all I'm mostly concerned about. Um, hopefully we can sh- continue to shoot the bill, shoot the three ball at a pretty decent um, percentage or even higher. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think you're talking about that was the Hannah Hidalgo steal. That was what I think that was about midway through the third quarter of that game, if I'm remembering this right. And it did it did seem like Cuse uh kicked it up a notch from that point moving forward there. Um so yeah, for sure. That's um let's let's not give them any additional fuel because they are they are feeling themselves right now, and I rightfully so with the way they've been balling out these past couple of games. Um so uh, again, we are currently unranked. They will come into Carmichael on Thursday, ranked number 25. And this will be our last home game for a little bit here. Um, fortunately, we do have uh, ample opportunity in the very immediate future to get that ranking back because in addition to that, our next couple of games will be in South Bend on Sunday against uh, currently number 16, Notre Dame. And then after that, a trip down to Tallahassee to take on the Knowles, and they are also currently ranked at number 22. So, uh, you know, it's conference play, and we got we got a bunch of ranked teams coming up here. So 
hopefully if they can handle the zone and 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 get one over on Cuse here to to keep the uh, the ACC winning rolling uh, moving into these other two games, that may be a good confidence boost heading into some of these matchups because things are not going to get any easier from this point forward um, outside of a couple of games here and there. Um, given what uh, given what happened uh, to Pitt. Uh, when they were playing Virginia Tech and their overall record. I'm not too worried about when we got to play the Panthers, but other than that, everybody in this conference looks pretty good. Um, Louisville and Miami played a very competitive game on Sunday. Um, everybody looks pretty solid, honestly, across the conference outside of Pitt. Um, even some teams that have been a little lackluster the past couple of years, you know, UVA's looking pretty good and played played NC State, um, I thought, really tough this past Sunday, so... Interesting conference and interesting games moving forward here for the Heels coming up, starting again with Syracuse. Um, right quick, just for a little funsies, Terry and I were talking about this earlier, but um, every everybody, let's go around real quick and, and catch us up on how we rang in the new year. Uh, Andrew, why don't you kick us off here, my man? Yeah, um... Nothing super crazy, uh, not much of the uh, going out type, uh, but I did go over to my brother's house, uh, played a little bit of poker, um, and then rang in the new year that way, had pot roast, and yeah, very uh, very normal, average, everyday New Year's celebration, but a uh, uh, nice way to kick off 24. For sure. Anthony, you, you, you were... Uh... When last we talked, you were you were planning on getting turned up a little bit. How'd your evening wind up going for you, man? Man, believe it or not, I fell asleep. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I, had, I had my clothes laid out. I had my fresh haircut. I had everything. And I woke up. It was 11.45. I literally woke up because everybody, like, my phone was, like, buzzing off like crazy. And I don't know what happened. So I actually, um, I had some... Uh, crab legs in my freezer and so I actually you know watched the countdown I had a bottle of um, champagne so I, I, I watched the countdown on what was that CNN or something like that and I just steamed me some crab legs man and just bought the New Year's Eve by myself so hey it is what it is so I, I will say that's one thing they always say you bring the New Year like the way you bring the New Year eat, the New Year in it kind of set the tone for that year so I didn't spend no crazy money so Thank God. So I must, it must going to be a year of saving for me. So I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> there you go, man. Oh, fresh, fresh lineup and the fit all picked out and just didn't make it. That'll, <laughs> that'll happen. And T Terry, I think we, we had just about identical, identical evenings here. Uh, tell the good people listening out there how, how New Year's went for you. Yeah, I just had a nice dinner at Perry Steakhouse in Raleigh um, with my best friend and her mom and another one of our friends. Um, that was it. Came home and I think I was asleep by 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So, hey, another chill New Year's Eve for me. Yeah, that was pretty much um, my wife's folks were in town for a belated Christmas. So we went to the game, the Clemson game with them and then went to dinner at El Palio in chapel hill and um yeah we were we were in bed and out cold by about 10 30 or so um just getting getting too old for the for the hardcore new year's eve stuff 
these days, so it's pretty quiet for all of us. Uh, sounds like Andrew's the only one who had any real fun and, and won himself some coin to boot, so that's how that went. But anyway, glad everybody had a good, restful, at any rate, New Year's Eve, and yeah, Anthony, that's, <laughs> I don't want to speak for the for the rest of the podcast, but brother, I, I'm with you on the on the needing to save a little bit of coin here this year. Um, that'd be a good that'd be a good strategy moving forward for sure. Man, so uh, everything with, with with the with the the rate of everything out here, everything is so expensive. So yeah, well, if you could save more than what you normally do, that's that's a blessing. Because I just looked at certain bills and I'm like, everything is expensive. It's crazy around here. But hopefully, that's my new year saving more money. Yeah, yeah, we just had to field a. Uh, there was a, a plumbing issue with one of our one of our toilets, and we got the. Uh, we had a very unpleasant surprise when when the water bill came due this month. So, we need to uh, need to offset that a little bit with some more uh, more frugal responsibility moving forward for sure. <laughs> but anyway, um, there you have it, listener. Uh, Happy about the win over Clemson and looking forward to trying to tangle with another zone team and one that is on something of a heater right now in the Syracuse Orange. They will be in Carmichael Thursday night, 6 p.m. Y'all join us if you can. If not, it will be on ACC Network Extra. Um, hope everybody out there had a happy and safe New Year as well. And we will be back after the Syracuse game to go over that and preview the Notre Dame game moving forward. So, this has been Carmichael Radio for Mr. Anthony Battle. Let's go, Tar Heels. Andrew Kurzera. Happy New Year, guys. Go to Heels. Yes, sir. Ms. Terry Stacker. Until next time, go Heels. I have been Travis Lund. Absolutely. Go Heels. Y'all be well out there. Take care. <laughs>